to Cornerstone Church's online sermons. This is Pastor Barry. In today's sermon, we focus on preparing for our national week of fasting and prayer. It's a season of fasting at Cornerstone. And in this message, you'll hear about five specific areas to watch out for as we fast and what to do to ensure this week is a week of blessing in your life. I pray that you are encouraged and strengthened as you listen to today's message. You can do the uh, the right thing at the wrong time. I don't know if you've ever done that or not. I, I certainly have. It's the right thing to do, but I miss the timing. You can also do the wrong thing at the right time. Oh, I thought that was right, and it didn't didn't quite work out. You can do the wrong thing at the wrong time. And uh, unfortunately, I saw many more heads nod at that one. <laughs> uh, but you can do. The right thing at the right time. And I would really like to lean into that, doing the right thing at the right time. One of the, one of the the things quite often about Christmas and this Christmas season that we've just come through, uh, Christmas is a time for food. People have all kinds of traditions, even that just, just uh, are surrounded at Christmas time about, about food. Oh, you know, at Christmas we always have, we have this or, or these kinds of treats, these kinds of foods only come out at Christmas time. We make sure that we have pounded yam at Christmas. Or we make sure that we have this at Christmas or that. Um, people will, will bring food to their offices and to their workplaces. Uh, people bring, bring treats to share. Christmas parties, banquets, dinners, staff lunches, family, friends getting together. So much has to do with food. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, but not only do people Think about feeding themselves, especially at Christmas time. There's time when people donate to the food bank and places like the Mustard Seed or Hope Mission. In fact, Hope Mission, if you don't know about Hope Mission, it is an organization that we want to partner with at Cornerstone Church. And Kelly Rowe, the director of Hope Mission, is going to be with us on the first Sunday in February and, and sharing about uh, Hope Mission and how they're impacting people's lives and how we can partner with them. Um, Christmas really is a time, a time for feasting. We sing, we sing about Noel, and Noel is a, a well, it's a French word. It means it means Christmas. We talk about the first Christmas, the first Noel. Uh, and and Noel, I think we more need to talk about Noe. And if you go from feasting with Noe, you get fasting. So this is going to be the first Noe. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, what a big difference an E makes. Christmas isn't isn't a great time to fast. It's not that we can't fast or don't fast, but, but sometimes we, if we do the right thing at the wrong time, we can just wreck everything. January sure is a good time to fast. And as Cornerstone Church, I mentioned earlier, we're a part of a uh, a family of churches all across our, our nation. And our president, Steve Faulkner, sets aside this time both in his life and calls us as a, as a four-square church to set aside this first week in January, starting tomorrow all the way through uh, next Sunday to fast and to pray. Part of it's a, simply a spiritual di- discipline. It's, it's how we're going to start the year. It, it, it's not necessarily, well, I just feel... Uh, that this is the time. It, it is a spiritual 
discipline. We choose to fast at this time. Many people will start start their day with the Lord. And often people do that. We're going to start our not only our day, we're going to start our year with the Lord. Um, prayer is a big part of it. Fasting is it's not somehow a hunger strike to show God how serious we are. It's not like if I, if I just if I can just really somehow twist God's arm or show him how how committed I am, then he's going to answer my prayer. It's not about aligning God with us, but really it's a aligning our lives with Him, with His will and with His plan. And both both fasting and feasting are scriptural. And both can be spiritual, but, but they're with different purposes. Fasting, uh, pardon me, feasting is celebration. Lots to celebrate. And there's lots of points in Scripture where God calls His people together for not just a day of feasting, but a week of feasting. Just the season of feasting. But that's about celebration. There's also fasting, and that's about consecration, not consequences. Sometimes we think that we need to fast. It's a consequence of feasting. That's called diety. It's not a consequence. It's a consecration. And it's not about a diet. It's about a dedication. And fasting isn't, isn't so much focused on what you're giving up. But fasting is about what we're giving ourselves to. And that's that's why there can be a joy in it. It's not about what we're giving up. It's what we're giving ourselves to. You take time away from when when you'd normally be eating and you you give time to the Lord in prayer. We draw back from food and we draw close to the Lord. And it's only for a season. Just like you can't feast forever, although some of us try, uh, we can't fast forever. Um, that, that this is just a season in the life of our church for this next week. In fact, Jesus would say, if you do something, something right, even at the wrong time, you wreck everything. And he gave this illustration that if you put a new piece of cloth that's, that's unshrunk on an old garment, and then you wash it, that new piece of cloth shrinks. And it, it tears away from the garment, from what you've sewn on, what you've patched, and it makes the hole bigger. It, it makes a bigger mess than you started with. It wasn't that, and that's what he talks about when you fast at the wrong time, the wrong season. It wasn't that Jesus was against fasting, instead he, rather he modeled it. And instead he would make statements like, when you fast. Not if you fast, but he would say, when you fast. Just fast at the right time. Right time, the right season. This is the week of prayer and fasting. But it's it's not only doing the right thing at the right time, but it really is doing it with the right heart and the right way. It's not it's not just the externals. If we just Jesus said that your your righteousness or your right standing with God or the way you walk in the right path, it has to, he said, exceed or be greater than the righteousness of the Pharisees or the religious leaders who just have a good show on the outside. It has everything to do with what's going on in the inside. For, for some of us, it's easier to fast than others. And I, for me, I find it easy, incredibly easy to fast right up until we start. And then, 
then I can make all kinds of very ra- I mean, I, I can make all kinds of rational choices and commitments, and then we start. And then I try and remember why this was a good idea. It's it's this moment of how did I get myself into this? For for some, you might fast a day; for some, a few days; for some, a meal a day; for some, a meal every day. I said to Audrey um, last night, my wife Audrey last night, I said, I I'm not sure how I'm going to respond to to the fasting part of our prayer and fasting. And she said, Well, you know, some people fast from from sun up to sundown. And so I looked on my phone when sunrise is and sundown is. January is a fantastic time for that. It's 8.40 tomorrow morning till 4.30. <laughs> you know? Some people follow that in July. Are you crazy? <laughs> but it's, I, I don't think I'll follow that, but just discovering when, how, when and how I'm going to respond to this. For some, we're, we're not able, for all kinds of reasons, to be able to, to fast from food. Medical, a, a different uh, age thing. We do not withhold food from our children. Um, the, those kinds of things. Jobs that wouldn't allow you to be fasting. Um, but maybe if you can't fast food, there might be some social media things that we could fast. I, nobody's starting to shake quite yet. I, I wonder if we would be able to, to back off social media for a week and instead of being on Facebook that we could be on Facebook. And I was talking, you know, I was talking with someone. It was Jason McMitchell's parents were here last week. I was talking to his dad. I was talking to Brian. Um, and, and Brian said something very interesting just in our foyer last week. He said, you know, people will say that they don't have 20 minutes to read, but they have the ability to read for one minute 20 times a day. He's referring to social media. You you may find the 20 minutes. It just shows up in one-minute increments or more. I thought, well, everyone can participate in some way. This And remember, this this isn't Lent, what what you're giving up for this week. It's, It's not focused on that. It's what are we giving ourselves to. And so everyone can participate in that. But if you're like me, you will recognize that there's some battles in, in, in fasting. I'm going to talk about five of them quickly this morning as we go through the first one. There is a physical battle. Um, there, there are things, withdrawal from caffeine, sugar, you get a headache, you can feel crummy. Food gives us energy, and, and it's supposed to, and there's nothing wrong with that. And so sometimes when I'm fasting, I think, well, if I just, just have something to eat, I will feel better. And, and that's, that's the way things are made. I mean, what about Elijah when he was fleeing um, from Jezebel? Scripture tells us this in 1 Kings 19.7. The angel of the Lord came and touched him and said, get up and eat some more. Now, that's not after turkey dinner or something at Christmas. <laughs> You're laying on the couch. Get up and eat some more. Uh, or the journey ahead will be too much for you. It was this, this is not the season. You need some sustenance. And in fact, when the crowds were following Jesus, people said, the disciples said, send them away. And, and Jesus wasn't willing to send them away without something to eat. I've had compassion on the multitude because they've continued with me three days and have had nothing to eat. And I don't want them to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. They need something to eat for the continued, for continued physical strength. 
But my hope is that we can discover a different source of strength. A spiritual source that will even impact our bodies. Scripture will tell us if we would wait upon the Lord or trust in the Lord, we would find new strength. Soar on wings like eagles, we'll run and not grow weary. We will walk and not faint. There's a physical aspect to it all. Not only is there physical battle, there's an emotional battle. I don't know if you experience this. I do. It's, it's much like not getting enough sleep. I find when I don't get enough sleep, my emotions go sideways. In fact, if I don't get enough sleep on a Saturday night before a Sunday morning, I am very concerned at what happens in this moment. Because my emotions, they, they come to the surface. And so many times I get really teary. And I, I don't, I don't think it's the Holy Spirit at all. I think it's my emotions are, are just so, so tender and feel like out of control. That's what happens when I don't get, get enough sleep. Certainly, Holy Spirit presence, tears, I'm not negating that. But for me, I know they're at the surface when I haven't had enough sleep. Well, when, not only does sleep affect my emotions, but when I haven't had enough food, my emotions are affected. Um, some people call it hangry. It's hunger giving, make, make, it makes me angry. It makes me angry. I can't tell you the number of times Audrey has said to me, will you please eat something? Will you just eat something? You'll be so much happier. And I'm not, not, I'm not, not when I'm fasting. She's not trying to tempt me. It's, a, it's it affects me. Like short fuse, testy, snarky, snarky, jerky, whatever you want to call it. Um, but my hope is that we can find another source of joy and peace and contentment that doesn't come from, from food. It comes from his presence. So when we talk about giving ourselves to Psalm 1611 says that he'll show us a path of life where this can be even life for us. Because in his presence, there's fullness of joy. So I can deal with the, the hanger by being in his presence. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Isaiah will tell us that he will keep us in perfect peace. All who keep our, our, our minds stayed on him, we'll all trust in him. And our thoughts are fixed and movable on him. So. So it will affect our emotions. There will be a peace. And somehow, when the Holy Spirit is present in our lives, there's, there's an evidence, there's a fruit of that taking place. And there's a love and a joy and a peace, patience, a kindness, a gentleness, a goodness, faithfulness, and self-control that, that shows up and helps affect our emotions. Now, physical, emotional battles, okay. I think the next one that I struggle with is, is one of the hardest. It's the battleground of my mind. I think it's one of the most difficult things to win. When I when I begin to fast, and I, I was teasing, well, I was partly teasing about not remembering why I started this or why this was a good idea. There just appears to be so many reasons why to break the fast. It doesn't make any sense. Going without food is a spiritual thing. Going without food, how will that impact my spiritual life at all? I can, I can come up with all kinds of reasons as well to modify my commitment as time progresses. But I need to remember this, that fasting was not my idea. It was not, it was not our idea. It wasn't even our president, Steve Falcon. It wasn't his idea. The timing. 
but it was God's idea. And and I just need to surrender to the fact that his thoughts are not my thoughts, his ways are not my ways, so much higher than the heavens and than the earth are his thoughts and his ways than mine. I, I need to remember that, that that fasting is both scriptural and seasonal. This is it's only a season. We can do anything for a week. It's a season and and it's scriptural. And so the battle of the mind, this is where I, I have to lean into. I need to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. I, I need to stop and think, no, I'm not going to think this way in this pattern. I'm going to think this way. Remember, it's scriptural season. Don't be conformed to the image of this world, but, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove God's perfect and acceptable His goodwill. It's, it's these moments where, no, I am going to allow there to be a transformation that takes place as I'm going to think differently. I'm going to meditate on God's Word. I'm going to open the Bible and spend time in prayer and give myself to Him rather than circumvent it. Colossians will tell me if I'm raised with Christ, I'm going to set my heart, my, my affections, my mind, my thoughts on things above where Christ is. So I'm not going to think according to the pattern of just living in this world and somehow thinking, well, I need to eat because... No, I, I can do anything for a seed. There's this mental battle that goes on. The problem is, it's not just physical, emotional, and mental. There's another component, and it's spiritual. Fasting is a spiritual. It's not a hunger strike, and it's not a diet. Those are, those are physical things. There is a spiritual component to fasting, because we are drawing near to God. Let's, let's just settle and acknowledge this point. The enemy does not want you to fast and pray. He will pull out all the stops to try and convince us physically, emotionally, mentally. He does not want you to have a higher priority of God in your life than food has. Drawing away from food and taking time to draw near to God through His Word and prayer, the enemy does not want that for you. And he will pull out all the stops to derail that plan. What was the first temptation that we see in the wilderness? Uh, Satan tempting Jesus. As Jesus had fasted and was hungry. After, it's, it's not somehow that there's this, this glow about him and he was fasting and didn't impact. We call these the temptations because he was tempted. There was a draw. There was an attraction to this. He was hungry. When the tempter came, he said, if you're the son of God, command that these stones become bread. That's not often the temptation for me, it's more like lasagna. Eat something. And how did how did Jesus respond? But he answered and said, It is written. He had this inside of him. It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Standing on God's word. Jesus responded by Scripture. And how did the enemy respond? By Scripture. And quoted this. Oh, you got chapter and verse of why you shouldn't, why you should not respond to this? And Here, I'll give you chapter and verse. And tempted him again. For he shall give his angels charge over you. They'll keep you in all your ways and your hand bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. Another temptation. And here's chapter and verse of why you can do it. Because we can, we can find lots of Scriptures about feasting. And about breaking bread from house to house and on and on. We just, this isn't the season. 
devil can quote scripture too. He's been twisting it for years. Turn, you know what turn these stones to bread was all about? Break your fast on my terms. Do not break your fast on the devil's terms. We submit ourselves to God. We resist the devil. And he will flee. Fasting is a spiritual act and there is spiritual warfare involved. Somehow even getting us to focus on food or the lack of it instead of focusing on prayer, on the Word, on time with God, that can distract us and that can distract us. It can derail us. It's not about what we're giving up. If that's what we focus on, then, then we've missed it. It's what we're giving ourselves to. It's not, look at the sacrifice I'm going through, God. That's not what it's about. It's about, I am, I am withdrawing from these things so I can draw near. So I can draw near to God. And then, then lastly, that we'll look at this morning, fasting is a social battle. We, we can even look at the Bible and it talks about don't fast in the way that other people are noticing. And that has to do with parading it. it. It's not addressing a corporate fast like this where we're acknowledging that we, as a, as a, as a group of people, as a family, are choosing to do this together. It's not somehow we can't tell one another that, oh, I'm fasting. But we, we do keep it private. We respond corporately. How do you graciously pass on food during our week in different places? But it's just, it's not a contest. And so this week, if, if we're with people from our congregation, somebody's having lunch, it's, it's not a contest of look at how much I can go without compared to you. It's not, not like that at all. Jesus will say this, when you fast, here's the when. When you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. The word means actors, those who are putting on a show. Don't be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but your father who's in secret, to your father in secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. When you fast, Wash your face, comb your hair, don't look pathetic. Don't look like you have a man cold. It's this, look, we'll back up a verse where it says, they have their reward. But your father who sees in secret place, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. There's, there's a difference between having, having an award and a reward. You're, you're awarded for your accomplishments. Look at, so people can see the, the ribbon or the medal. They can see the, uh, whatever, the, the jersey. There you are, the, the hat after the big game. There, there, here's your award. We're not looking for awards and we're certainly not looking for awards from one another. Wow, good job. Look at, look at what you did. Look at what you gave up. Man, it's not worth it for me. I'd rather eat. But I am looking for rewards. For my father in heaven. He said to Abram, who would become Abraham, I am your shield. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. And scripture tells us that he is the rewarder of those, the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There's this invitation, in fact, there's this call, seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. And so that's the season that we're moving into. Not a competition, not a contest, 
is between you and the Lord. What are you able to draw away from? And not just draw away from, but draw to. I'm going to spend time with the Lord. Every time when I'm, when I'm tempted to check my phone, to check on the latest Instagram or check on the latest whatever, the minute that I would do that, I, I'm going to just pause and I'm going to thank the Lord. I'm going to let this week be a week of thanksgiving. Not just trying to get something else from God. I'm going to pause and just thank Him. I'm going to thank Him for the day. I'm going to thank Him for my family. I'm going to thank Him for my job. I'm going to thank Him for my school. I'm going to thank, whatever it is. When we're, how many times a day when we're tempted to check, can we turn around? What are we drawing, what are we drawing to? Not just what we're drawing away from. We're going to take time at, at lunch hour. Maybe you hang out in the lunchroom with people. For a week, maybe just not going to the lunchroom and hanging out in your car with the Lord. Maybe it's it's time where you're reading your Bible right in the lunchroom. I, I have no idea how you will live this out in a way that brings credibility to your faith and represents Christ well. But it's between us and the Lord. Here's my prayer for us. May we discover new strength as we wait on Him. May we discover new joy and peace as we focus on Him. May we be transformed as we renew our minds on His Word. May we begin and finish in the Spirit on God's terms, not on the enemy's terms. May we be rewarded by a closeness and an intimacy with God. We want to go deeper. There will be, just in closing, there will be a, a daily prayer focus at our national church site, which is foursquare.ca. Or they're listed on our, uh, every, every day we will update our website for a prayer focus, cornerstonefirstchurch.com. And, uh, in the foyer on the back table, there are, uh, fasting and prayer tips. There's a sheet of tips if you would, uh, just like to have some of these notes as well as other things that, that help you with prayer and fasting. Just some reminders. One of the things specifically says, Everybody can participate. That includes our kids. But we don't withhold food from our kids. They need nutrition. All of those things. Not abusive. Um, it's just, but they, they could dial back from Nintendo or dial back from, or maybe not just our kids. Uh, uh, everyone can participate in times of prayer and, and seeking Let's go ahead and pray. God, as we enter this week tomorrow, we are so grateful to be your kids. And we don't, we don't consecrate this week as somehow focusing on, on a sacrifice and on a neglect and what we're going to go without. God, we focus on, on leaning into our relationship with you, on drawing near to you. I pray for each of us that we would discover a new strength in you. God, even physically, I, I pray for for your healing touch on people, even as we fast and we draw near to you. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. God, may there be a joy and peace as we focus on you. May there be a transformation in our lives as we renew our minds on your word. God, I pray you would speak to people as we open open our Bibles and as we read and as we get it in our hearts. God, I, I pray in those times, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, whatever, throughout the day, God, that there would you would speak to us through your word. The God who spoke still speaks. God, speak to us. Give us ears even to hear your voice this week. God, I pray for those making commitments even now about what the week will look like. I pray for courage and strength that we would we would finish in the Spirit. 
not on the enemy's terms, but on your terms, God, and you would help us to, to be faithful to our commitments to you. And, and there would be such, such a reward of closeness and intimacy with you, of nearness with you, of sweetness with you. We look forward to spending a week with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for listening to this online message. May God richly bless you as we follow Jesus together.